0: Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello, this is Michael Sudhalter, host of the Horns Up Half Hour podcast, and we have a very special guest on the podcast. It's actually the guest that we had to kick it all off back about uh two and a half years ago. Uh Cedar Hill ISD Superintendent Dr. Gerald Hudson. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: You know, thank you. Thank you, at least I could be the second time coming through. So I am I the, am I the first second time? Speaker?
0: I believe so, yeah. We'd have to go back and double check that. But you know, um,
1: and I understand maybe a board member coming back but at least as Right, yeah, we know, have had that, least, but yeah, yeah, you would
0: be the first non trustee, I I believe. Well, so, I, at
1: least I'm 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 first in that aspect as well. At least y'all thought well enough of me in the first one that you are willing to bring me back the second time.
0: Yeah, yeah, you knocked it out of the park the first time. I really appreciate that. Um, so um, I know this is your fourth year with the district, yes. and then having graduated from Texas Tech, did you ever think that you would be doing uh, um, horns up or be referring to yourself as a longhorn?
1: You know, I... I couldn't really, you know, I, I even go back to high school, being a electronic student at Skyline, and and really was thinking that engineering was the way of the future, and that's what I was going to do. And going through tech, and um, you know, changing my major to math and minor in electrical engineering, and you know, still thinking I'm going to do sales and technical jobs. And I decided to go back one year for grad school for my teach certification, and just fell in love with it. I I don't I would never imagine. Let all throwing up longhorns try to <laughs> to say that I'm a superintendent of a school district. Yeah. And so, you know, it's amazing. We always talk to our kids about, you'd be surprised how many people end up in the field or, or industry that's unrelated to their degree.
0: Right. Yeah. So, Homecoming, of course, is against a familiar um, opponent. We're hosting Skyline, your alma mater, so a lot of people want to see maybe... Uh, Yearbook picture or a picture of you from back then? Are we going to get a chance to see that? You know
1: what? I actually could do that and we can actually, you know, put it, since we have a new uh, screen, I don't have a problem putting it up there. My, oh, wow,
0: on the big screen. Put okay. It on the big screen. Yeah. Like my, yeah.
1: My, my high school um, yearbook picture. So okay. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. So yeah, I was, uh, and this is the first time, even though I was in Garland for 19 and a half years, this is the first time. In football, that any of my teams that I've been associated with have actually played against Scoutline. Oh wow! Um, okay, you know basketball. Uh, when I was coaching in South Carolina, we played them in the playoffs, and the girls, our girls team, played them in the playoffs. Right? Yeah. Uh, but but other, but football has not has, was not one of the things that I ever thought that we would see uh, us up go up against. So yeah. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna especially it's homecoming. Right. You know. Um, Unfortunately, all my Skyline shirts are all medium, so I won't be able to put it on. Okay. <laughs> I can't put it on, but my my uh, you know I'm, I'm proud to to say I'm a graduate of Skyline High School, but but my allegiance and who I root for is the Cedar Hill Longhorns.
0: Right, of course, yeah. So um, you had mentioned the scoreboard, um, and I know that's something that's been really exciting here in Cedar Hill. Talk about. Um, you know that new scoreboard and what it means to the uh, district.
1: You know, it's really a great opportunity for our students So, so it's, it's it's multiple things behind it and the last time they had a scoreboard I think it was the last time they had a state championship and uh, It was a really great screen, but there was still some issues matter of fact all of the parts that we need to keep that scoreboard the old scoreboard going were discontinued um, so but. Two years ago, um, Coach Benjamin or AD Benjamin uh, approached me about what we can do about school board. We don't have the funds for it, so we did start setting aside some money so we could be able to take care of that and some other issues when we need to regarding the state the stadium. Um, but we ran to a great deal with uh, the people we we're working with, and uh, uh, what we they leased it to us for dollars, so it really did not cost us anything. Although there was some issues with their um, funding on their back end Um, but you know we end up going ahead and purchase because we already have money set aside but we got it almost a quarter of what it would cost us oh wow um but again the other part is the just getting our students the opportunity to work the games the instant replay all the other effects of it um this company is really about creating a college-like atmosphere in high school and so it's great that we have our kids um and we just feel like it's going to be a blessing for our students. Our students need to see themselves on the on the screen. Our fans need to see it. It's really changing just the atmosphere. Uh, so you can see everything. So we're excited. Uh, we did use it against um, Duncanville as a trial run, but the 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 dedication and the initial viewing of everything is really for. It's going to
0: be that homecoming skyline. So you got the scoreboard, you got your, your former school coming in, we got homecoming. So it'll be a fun night on the 14th. And of course, I want to mention the volleyball team will be hosting skyline as well. Our volleyball team's having its best season in about four years. So they're really doing fantastic as well. Won four of the last five matches. Um, we want to, I know one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast today was to kind of catch up with you about the uh, bond that's on the ballot, but before we do that, are there any other things you want to mention?
1: No, I, you know, we. You know last year was a really transition year for us to, with students coming back from the pandemic, teachers coming back from the pandemic. It was a little rough just trying to get everybody to get acclimated back, trying to find staff members. We still... Having difficulties finding staff members is not just a city hill issue. It's a it's a nationwide issue. Right. We're just are not going in the field of education. But I am um, seeing some good things. Uh, kids who are um, better responding. Um, but, again, it's all about what's happening in the classroom between the time that bell rings to the time that bell in and, and how we use our time wisely. So we'll closely monitor that to make sure our kids are not only – growing academically, but thriving emotionally, socially, emotionally, and uh, keep them going to the path they want to be.
0: Okay, we'll mention this at the end of the podcast as well, but um, the election day is uh, one month from today, so you'll be hearing this on um, October 8th, it'll be November 8th. The last day to register to vote is actually Tuesday, October 11th, which is this Tuesday, and then early voting is October 24th to the November 4th at the Allen Sims Recreation Center. But it's a four-part um, proposition, and we'll go through each one. Um, so the Prop A is the is the Vader. So do you want to tell folks about yeah, the Vader? Yeah, I talked
1: about the Vader. Vader is the voter approval tax ratification election. And, of course, on the August 22nd, I Board I of Trustees voted unanimously to move forward with both the, the Vader as well as the the bond and so the Vader is really it's there's two parts to our tax rate. There's the MO, which is maintenance operation, and then there's the INS, which is interest and shrinking. So the maintenance and operation, that portion of the tax um, taxes, tax rate actually give us the money we use to fund our local school district. So that is the state and local what we have now the INS that money that's accumulated from that tax rate goes to paying off debt and everything else so the, the, again there's two parts of it so again the, the debater is about increasing more pennies on the m and side so you can have more money uh, in your uh, that you're budgeting out so that gives the district an additional six million dollars Uh, That six million dollars will be used for people programs and payroll. Uh, That will be to help teachers. Um, You know, we're one that we are the lowest in our area as far as uh, new teacher salaries, um, ten-year salaries, and just just in general, when when you look in consideration how much we spend per student, uh, we're at the lowest in the. In the area as well as in Dallas County so we want to do something about it we have pride for our district we have pride for our teachers and our students and so we just want to make sure our people have what they need to be successful so again the Vader prop A is about people programs and payroll and how we can increase on the M&O side so that we can provide those opportunities for our students and staff
0: okay and then before um, we kind of go any further with this stuff, I just want to say, like, we had a kind of a, a long process. A very, um, I know it was the process that a lot of thought and planning went into to find all of these different things. It wasn't like we just, you know, sat down one day and um, said, "Oh, this is what we want to do." There was a Longhorn Futures Committee. There were some other yeah. considerations. Now,
1: technically, the, the Longhorn Futures Committee did not have anything to do with the begator uh, but the one, of the subcommittees of the board, which is our finance committee, that's the one where we reviewed all the information. Also, you know, anyone that goes for for a VADER has to do an efficiency audit with a third-party independent company. And when COVID hit, the state waived that uh, requirement, so we could have gone for a VADER without doing the efficiency audit, but we felt. The efficiency audit was a way for us to make sure people understood that we were using our money efficiently when they compare you to 10 other school districts, 15 other school districts, and you can see where we stand. So we did it anyway, and that information can be found on our website. Uh, so we were, we we're very transparent about the information we have because we didn't want people to believe that this these ideas of a voter and the bond just came out of a whim. There was a long planning process. and. Um, As forecasting just where we want to be and where we are and where we need to be
0: and of course longhorn futures is made up of like employees of volunteers and every, everyone was a volunteer on it, but it was not only it was it some employees, a lot of people from the community, just mm-hmm. different people donating their time to um look into these things, but I want to ask with prop b you got like facilities and security how much did um you know, Police Chief James Hawthorne and then uh, Maintenance uh, Josh Gaines, how much were they involved with, like, kind of the specific parts of those?
1: Well, you know, we pre- we did presentations to the Longhorn Futures communities because sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know, people think they understand the school system until you really sit down and kind of, truly, I'm saying, just like people think they understand school finances. It's, it's not easy. It's something that you can digest in, in a um Thirty-minute segment. It, yeah. is, it is very uh, confusing and um, interesting. So we presented about the. We had a third party coming in to assess all our buildings, and all our buildings were poor. Now, if you drive around and look at from the outside, you say, "Man, your buildings look good." I said, "Yeah, but it's it's, it's the facade. It's the, you don't see the leaky roofs, or you see the leaks in the classrooms, or you see the damages, uh, uh, some other things." So. Um that was part of it as well as talking about, you know, after the recent incidents that happened in Gibaldi, safety and security always is a big issue. And so we do have secure vestibule, but the question is how can we take it to the next level? And also just HVACs, uh, plumbing, all those things that, you know, the last time CD passed the bomb was 2012 for uh, $84 million. And some of those things they're at end of life, and so we have to replace those things because I as I was Mentioned to a lot of people, if you've ever had your AC go out um, during the summer, just imagine your AC going out or heat going out when there's kids in the building. So it is making sure that all our buildings are functioning in, in a way because if kids don't feel safe or don't feel like their basic needs are being met, then there's no way they can learn, and we want to make sure the kids are learning. So there were a lot of presentation technology the needs uh, where we we're at so people can have a true understanding uh, understanding of where the situation in the district. So when the, the Longhorn Feature Committee started making recommendations, the recommendation was based on what they have. And, of course, the recommendations went to the board and uh, facilities subcommittee, and then they also looked at what also are the needs of the district moving forward.
0: Okay, and then I know Prop C is technology, um, so there was, you know, a lot of planning going to that yeah. as well.
1: So, yeah, and then Prop C, there's there's, there's technology in Prop B, and that technology is really focused on the things you can't see, the networking, the switches, all those things right. that help yeah. us have with the cloud and be able to function in one-on-one society. Now, the Prop C focuses really on the things that are tangible, like your desktops, your Laptop computers, your projectors, your, you know, the, the the projector screens and and batteries and phones. So, those things that are short term that is necessary to function. Now, one thing about when we talk about bonds, you know, most buildings are going to be on like a 25, 30 year note. Well, these things are on really on the five year note because there are short term things. We you know as soon as you buy a cell phone, there's an app on your cell phone as soon as you walk out the store. So again, these are short-term things, but again, these also help us to replenish and replace some of the devices that we've had in our building for virtually a long time. And we all know, most of our devices and desktops became obsolete six months after they were installed.
0: Okay, okay, and then I know uh, Prop D has to do with some um, facility, um, like not facility, but some um replacements at the longhorn stadium,
1: yeah, you know prop i I call it the uh the Allen mckinney and and katie rule uh so state legislators made it difficult for people to to get things done at the stadium because if you remember, allen passed a eighty million dollar stadium on their bond proposition, so. All school districts have, have the ability to separate things out and they can, make them, they can make things separate, you know, a separate proposition they want to. The state decided to tell you that anything dealing with the stadium has to be separated out from the Art Center. So, for instance, in Prop B, we have four uh, tracks. Uh, in Prop B, the track of Permanentor, Bessie Coleman, and College Head of High School, is part of Prop B. That's because it doesn't have any stands. So it's considered like a classroom, PE class can use it to walk around. Versus Longhorn Stadium, it has stands of more than a thousand seats. So it's more of an entertainment or athletic facility. So therefore it has to be separated out, even though um, you can look at this as a renovation, or whatever. It, because it's to the stadium, it has to be separated out. Similar to the turf. The turf is eight years old and the life expectancy of turf is 10 years. So again, it becomes a safety issue one way or the other.
0: All right. Well, yeah, once again, one month from today is the election day. Uh, Last day to register to vote is on Tuesday, this Tuesday, October 11th. Early voting is uh, October 24th to November 4th at the Allen Sims Recreation Center. And um, is there anything else you want to add, Dr. Hudson? Yeah, I just,
1: you know, it's... um, as superintendent, we always have to look not only in our current situation, but future states and where we want our kids to be. You know, when when I used to, as a former high school principal, I used to say there was so much time you have from the time you start your elementary years to when you graduate. And my, my slogan was, what have you learned or earned? And so we want to make sure our kids have those opportunities so not only can they compete locally but they can compete globally. So again, these these are not something as wishes and wants it's more about what are the needs of our students that may not even be in school at this particular time. You know, Michael, you have a young one, you have a young one and you know what would you like to see for your child's education? Would you want them to be able to graduate or not on the associate degree? an industry-based certification as well as a high school diploma. So again, our job is to prepare kids for those three levels, military, college, or the workforce. You need the same skill set, so we need to make sure we we are equipping our kids with the tools they need in the classroom, our teachers with the tools they need in the classroom, so when they leave, they are prepared to move into whatever field they choose to move into but ultimately, we want them to choose to come back to Cedar Hill once they go to college because, again, we want to make this a boomerang uh, community where people may graduate and leave, but when they talk about where they want to leave, they want to come back to Cedar Hill.
0: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your uh, return visit to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have you on again soon.
1: Okay, well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Mike. All right, thanks.